we're in the book of Romans um, in the New Testament, and if you want to turn there, you can. Um, I like these, sorry, that was just an OCD moment right there. Get those nice and neat. Um, (laughs) My goodness. Um, Romans chapter 8. Uh, we talked about this last week, and uh, let me just read to you uh, verses uh, 8, 1 through uh, 14 here. And Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of sin and death has been, or because through Christ Jesus the law of spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man, woman, you and I, and, and so he condemns sin in sinful man, or it to be a sin offering, and so he condemns sin in sinful man, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot, or yeah, sorry about that, life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile towards God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, and he's writing these Roman Christians, you, however, are, no, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised or gave life or raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But... If by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. So here we are, Romans 8. Let's do a quick recap, okay? So Romans, let's just do a 1 through 3. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. We talked about the dirge and the dance. So the dirge, this is what Jesus actually kind of described it. The dirge is this heavy, minor, depressing, hard key to hear, right? Or music to hear. It's a tune that's difficult to hear. And what is it? Well, he says in Romans 1 through 3 and a half-ish, he says this, that all have sinned, right? All are under judgment. That's what he said. Um, And all are condemned, right? So we just do all condemned. Nobody wants to hear that song. That's a really sad song. That's an awful song. And, and, and even when Jesus was alive, people were like, no, I don't want to hear that. And he's like, yeah, I know you don't, you don't want to hear that. But that's, that was the essence of Romans 3, that we can't do it, right? All of us, we can't do it. And we need something. Right, Romans, if you end three and a half and you don't have the rest of it, you're like, ah, that's a bad place to end the song. But then you get into Romans three and a half uh, up to let's say the end of five, right? And, and now you've got, oh, this is the dance song. This is the fun one to dance to because then it comes in and it says, oh, but there's, there's this thing, uh, amazing thing, Christ who comes and he says, through faith 
in Jesus, right? And we just sang these songs, and we just saw the baptism through faith in Jesus' blood. Yeah, apostrophe, blood, right? By grace, big words, by grace, through faith. And then we get the big, big word here, justified or justification, right there, right? Condemnation, right? So justification, what does that mean? That's a big Bible word, and all it says is this, is justified means you're declared innocent, righteous, or I'll just take all the vowels out, right? Right, or something like that. Righteous, make it short. De- justification, declared righteous, declared innocent before God. So us who were condemned, condemnation, are now experiencing justification if we simply have faith in Jesus' blood. And that's all by grace. And it's amazing, and we could get down to that song. That's an awesome song. Sing that all the time. Great dance song. And so what ends up happening is then he goes into Romans chapter 6. And I just want to make sure I'm, I'm doing this right and not going, um, going too far ahead. He, he gets into chapter 6 and he says, now 6 through 8 is this big word, sanctification, right here. Right? And oh, 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 I forgot this. He comes into Romans 5 right there about verse Six or seven, and all of a sudden he drops in. Oh yeah, God has poured out his love into your hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he's given us. What? We haven't heard of the Holy Spirit here. Well, we heard one mention of him here, and all of a sudden in five, he just drops this big old bomb like, Holy Spirit? In you? In me? And then he moves on. Doesn't say anything else about the Holy Spirit. Just says, oh yeah, you got the Holy Spirit who lives in you goes on to Romans 6, 8, and he says, therefore, sanctification, become for the rest of your life like Christ. That's really sanctification, right? Becoming like Christ, becoming like Jesus. So literally it means to be set apart, right, or made holy. So the rest of our life, we have been justified, so we're standing now in this place, and he says, now live the rest of your life like that. Romans 6, and that's great. And he says, you know, therefore do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. This is Romans 6, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your, your body as instruments of righteousness to him. Don't let sin reign in your mortal body, right? Go for righteousness. That's Romans 6. And all of a sudden you get into 7, and, and, and 7 starts to go like, uh-oh. But what happens here in justification is this whole like, wow, I love God. God is awesome. I'm going to live for God forever. I'm going to go for you. Yes, yes, my life, everything. It's all yours. Let's do this thing. I'm going to be a different person. And that's great. And you hear Romans 6 and you go, yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm set apart. Sanctification. I'm all in. Whatever that word means. I'm good. Like Jesus. I understand that. Like Jesus. And you get in Romans 7 and all of a sudden, you remember this? We got the loop of doom. No. Remember the loop of doom? I, I, the things I, and this is Paul writing, right? And he says, the things I'm doing, I don't understand. I, I've been justified. I'm going towards sanctification. But yet the things I'm doing, I do not understand. The things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And the things that I do want to do, I never do. No. And we all can relate to that, right? And we're in this spiral, this, this loop of doom. Why? 
because somewhere along here, this is the cross, right? The cross is right here. The cross has a posture that is embedded in it, and it's you and I, and, and we're kneeling, right? That's our feet, bad picture, but we're kneeling. And, and what does this signify? Surrender, right? Giving control away, right? So there's something about surrender, giving away control. I'll just write it out. Yield. It's inherent in here, but somehow in this, I love God and I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this for you. I'm right. I'm doing this for you. Somehow we start standing up. All right, I'm going to go do it. And even though it's all the right motives and it's the right heart and that's exactly what God loves, it gets us into this spiral because it's us doing it. No, doing it, doing it, doing it. And Romans 8, what is fascinating about Romans 8 is this. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ because through Christ Jesus, the law of sin and death, or the law of spirit of light has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a what? Sin offering, sacrifice. And he did it to demonstrate, right? Or he basically did that to set us free from sin. And so here we are, Paul says, oh, wait a minute. We never get past the cross. I mean, the cross is back here, and we think, oh, yeah, the cross is back there. Oh, no, the cross is, we never, we never move past the cross. We never move past this. There's no condemnation. Right? No condemnation for any who are like that. Ever. We never get past the cross. As we think about sanctification and living this life now out for Christ, we never get past this. It just never stops. Because when you start to do this, and Paul goes into it even further, and he says, hey, look, when we start to get into this loop of doom and we start to do ourselves, he, he comes back and says, look, you guys, let me explain something to all the sinful nature. This is what the sinful nature is like. So whoever has their mind set on the sinful nature or whoever focuses in on that, right, depending on your version, however they say that, if you live according to sinful nature, your mind will be set on that. If you live according to the Spirit, your mind will be set on what the Spirit desires. And he says the mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. He goes on to say those, uh, let me see here, the sinful mind is hostile, to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So it does not submit. Nor can it do so. It's not even possible to do it. The sinful mind cannot please God. So anytime we start to stand up and say, oh no, we got this, we're going to do this, we're, we're tapping into this. 
Even though we have good motives, we're tapping into something that's like, no, it's going to be my control. I'm going to do this, my power, my way, and, and it just doesn't work. And it leads us right into that, that spiral down. He's, he's just, I think, making this point very clear. There's no self-improvement plan for this. There, there's no way you can pick this up and dust it off, clean it up a little bit, and it'll work out okay. It doesn't work that way. It dies. It has to die. You have to kill that. That's why Christ died on the cross. So where this leaves us is something that it's, it's real interesting. Because, okay, so we know that sin, all this stuff, okay, we know all about the loop of doom, great, I get this, but it still doesn't answer how do I then live out this idea of sanctification the rest of my life, becoming like Jesus. If you say, God, I can't do it, how am I going to do it? And this is where God comes in through Paul, and he writes this, and he says this, you are not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And what happens in Romans 8, he says it once in Romans 1, he says the Holy Spirit once in Romans 5, but you get to Romans 8 and boom, it is the Holy Spirit. 20 times, 20 times in Romans 8, the Holy Spirit, 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 Holy Spirit. You think he's trying to say something? Holy Spirit. It's all over Romans 8. In fact, you should just write it on there. Holy Spirit chapter. It is on this chapter. It it occurs more than any other chapter in Romans. Paul is trying to explain, look, you don't have to be condemned. You don't have to be stuck in this spiral because you have the Spirit. Now, listen to this. This is an even cooler thing. So he says in Romans 8, 1 through 4, I'm going to point out something else. He says this. He says, Actually, three says what the law was powerless to do and that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God, the Father, did by sending his Son, ooh, God the Son, in the likeness of sinful man, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the law, but according to, guess, the Spirit. Oh, really? And then you get over to verse 11. And it says this, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, so you have the spirit of him, meaning God the Father, the spirit of God the Father, who raised Jesus, God the Son, the spirit, God the Spirit. You have in these couple verses right here the Trinity. If you've ever wondered where it plays out, this is a great passage, Romans 8. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit all in this passage, equal in being, different in function, distinct in function. It's a great passage. It's just one of those things with like a little, oh, that's kind of cool. So I don't know where you saw that, but I just thought that's part of it. So anyway, we're going on to the Holy Spirit, 
And what he starts to say in the Holy Spirit, he says this about the Holy Spirit. He says, the Spirit, one of the things about the Spirit that you and I have to understand is that there is a law that, has, that the Spirit brings, right? For what the law was powerless to do, oh no, here it is in verse 2, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life. So when you get the Holy Spirit, you're going to bump up against a universal law. I don't care what continent you are. I don't care what era you live in, what whatever, what town, what city. There is a law, and it will always be there. It's a universal constant just as much as the laws of thermodynamics. And this law of the Spirit, and I love this. There's also a title that the Holy Spirit has, life. I like that title. And the law of the Spirit is this, freedom. You bump into the Holy Spirit, you are going to bump in, I guarantee you, into this law that says, I bring freedom. Everywhere the Holy Spirit is, there's freedom. That's what the law says about the Holy Spirit. You're going to come to him, you're going to find freedom. And what's so weird about that is because this picture right here says in this world's mind, no, that doesn't look like freedom, that looks like submission, and that looks like more bondage. No, 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 this is a submission issue Yes, a submission that brings freedom. Freedom from guilt, freedom from sin, freedom from addiction, freedom from everything. And freedom to encounter life. Life, life, like good kind of life. Not like, oh, I've got to go all the way until I get to heaven to get life. Not that. It starts now. It starts when the Holy Spirit, right, boom, justification. Holy Spirit's right here. He brings life. He brings freedom. Paul goes on to say in verses four or five through eight, he says he's the spirit of life and peace. You ever experienced the peace of God? The Holy Spirit who comes and all of a sudden, I don't, your life could be chaos, but if you're with the Spirit, you have this peace that passes understanding. It guards and protects. And Paul says, look, I, this is the Christian, this is, this is the normal Christian life. This isn't hard. This isn't beyond anybody. This is the normal Christian life. We all have God the Spirit in us. And he goes on to say something else then. When you see not only, let's look at verses of, uh, what is it, 9 through 11 here. You are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Here's another piece. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. So that last phrase gives life to your, your bodies. That's talking about, yeah, we're going to be resurrected. There, there's a time coming when, yeah, we will die, but we're going to be raised to a new life. This, this is so key because if, if Jesus is over here saying, look, I've justified you and declared you righteous, but now I want you to become like me, it's impossible for us to become like him because we can't produce this kind of righteousness on our own. We just can't do it. 
You can't be good enough, and I can't be good enough, and that's why we're in that spiral of doom, is trying to be good enough when we can't be good enough. And I, I like that. I, I think it's like, imagine this. You come, Holy Spirit lives in you, and he says, hey, look, I want you to give up this habit you've got. It's got a snag in you. I can't do it. I can't do it. And what the Holy Spirit says is, I know. Let me do it. And I just imagine the, like him backing up. I mean, if he's God the Spirit, so what does he do? If Christ is righteous, that's what the cross is, right? Christ is completely righteous, and it was a punishment he did not deserve. He was innocent, and that's why God raised him from the dead. So he's, he knows how to live in perfect righteousness here on earth, right? He's done it. And he's saying, hey, look, I'll give you my righteousness to live out and become like me. And it's like us being brought into the Holy Spirit warehouse that has no walls. And we come and we go, I can't do this. And he's like, well, what can you do? I can't be righteous. And he's like, let me take you over to the righteous aisle. And he just dumps righteousness on you, fills up your cart. And then you're like, well, I, I need some peace too. And he zooms over to the peace aisle and you can just see peace as far as it goes it just goes everywhere and he and he dumps on the peace and, and you start living with this and you go well how about some joy right and he takes you over to joy and what about i can't love that person i got some love i don't want that love right now i'll wait a little bit i'm gonna nurse this grudge for a little bit longer it feels good it feels good being angry I like that rage building it's so wonderful right? Right. Oh, for crying out loud. I'm not the only one. <laughs> this is in my notes. I have a draft of an email in my inbox, and it's just on fire, and I'm so ticked, and God's like, you won't send it. You won't send that. You're not going to send that, and this morning, actually, it was during the worship service. It was just during that song, actually, the second right over there during this time, second service. It just was a God saying, you need to forgive him right now. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> and I, I have to. I have to. And so I did. I forgave him, and I'll go delete that email, that thing which I just poured over all wrath. And now I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm right here. And because, right, he says, you will be given mercy as you give mercy. Take me to the mercy aisle, Jesus, right? And he says, I'll give you mercy. Do you know, I think the Holy Spirit, in, in a good way, not in a reverent way, but the Holy Spirit loves to show off. He really does. He's like, you think your need's bigger than me? Come on, bring it. Bring it. Ask me for whatever you think. I'll give it to you. Whatever you need, I got it for you. And I got endless supply. And that's, that's how we set it up. He says, you're not alone. You have the spirit of life living in you, and he is going to just give you the righteousness. So you don't have to make any vows. I'll live for you forever, Jesus. You just go, oh, Jesus, help me live for you. Help me live for you today. I don't even have that. Give me, give me the obedience. Like, I don't even want to obey today. I need that obedience. Like, how does that? Because Christ learned to obey. So give me the obedience that Christ had. Where's that aisle? And he'll give it to you. Dump it right in. Take off. And what it comes down to then 
is this posture here. In partnership with the Holy Spirit, right? I don't know where the Holy Spirit ended up. Oh, he's all over it, right? <laughs> this. Romans 8 is, is this. How do we not do this, but how do we live sanctification, becoming more like Jesus? It is the Holy Spirit in partnership with us, us in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And, and what are the words? What are the words, right? L- let's look at the words again. All through this passage, Romans 8. Those who live according to sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set. Your mind is set. Oh, did that wrong. Mind is set on the Holy Spirit. Submit. Please, God. You can almost take the inverse, right, of this, or the opposite of those. Controlled by the Holy Spirit. I'm just going through, if Christ is in your body, is dead because of sin. Your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And this is what the Holy Spirit will do. If he's in you, he will give life to your mortal bodies. Therefore, in Romans 12, verse 12 now, it says this, therefore we have an obligation not to live according to sinful nature, but live according to the Spirit, right? So if by the Spirit you put to death, uh, this is going sideways, misdeeds, right? It's, it's that old life. If you put to death all this and this nature that gets driven by the Spirit, it says, don't you dare do this yourself. It's all by the Spirit. You do it by the Spirit. And so what are we simply doing? We're... We're just focused on Christ. We're submitted, right? I want to please you. Control my life. Help me to put to death this old life. And the Spirit comes in. He says, you got it. You got it. And what's hard is if you have any baggage when it comes to the Spirit, like you may have heard things or seen things about how people behave, you know, and what people teach about the Holy Spirit. You, you could be afraid of the Holy Spirit or anxious about that and you go, I don't know, I don't want. And, and the problem is, you, there's no way you and I get out of this loop unless through the Holy Spirit. So if you have that baggage, you've got to deal with that because it is the only way we move towards Christ. You got to get through that. So my question to you here in the, in the final few moments is, where are you on this? And 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 it's you know it's all uh, it's not linear, right? There's places in our life where we're like, man, we've moved so far, and there's other places that we're just we're not moving. And what I want to do over here, over the next few moments is actually just create space for you to hear from God and for him to say, hey, look, I see this in your life. And this could be a time where God says to you, look, there, there's some habits, there's some patterns in your life that are, that are over here. We got to deal with this sin. 
But God may actually just tell you right now, look, it ain't about this. You just need to know I'm here. Like, you just need to stop moving and just let me give you life. Not condemnation. Just receive life and peace and grace. I mean, that's the, that's the wonder of Romans 5, right? God loved us before when we were enemies, right? God loved us when we were enemies. And, and if you got this going on with God, like you're in a fight, you could just, just sit back and let God love you. He's not one to fight. That's not what God likes to do. He died. He died for you. He died for me. He wants you to encounter his love and his presence. So I don't know. I don't know how to set this up other than God is, God, we want God to have this time right now to talk to each one of you. So it'll be about three or four minutes of silence. And uh, that may seem like an eternity for some of you. Um, and that's okay. We're just going to ask God to move during this time and speak to you. And it may be, you may get an impression, you may get a picture, you may get like words, like you actually see words, you may actually just inside hear something, just internally. It's, I don't know, God will speak to you, just be open to that. Holy Spirit, we just claim this promise that you are here right now. And just in your name, we say that your kingdom is the only one that works, the only one that has freedom right now to move and to influence us. Holy Spirit, would you just come and speak to each person here? Would you bless each person with your presence?